comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back. Listen and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I got to see. I got to look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408 414. A big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day that I die. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. our good friends the mckay project from columbus mississippi and they recorded that at their studio 115a they're a class act they are they are great friends of the ministry partners with us yes they are daryl we ought to have another song by the mckay project here's the mckay project When we laid her in the ground 
took me by surprise. He wore a long white robe and sandals, and there was something about his eyes. He said, "Put your faith in me, friend, and know I really care. I can heal the blind, make the lame to walk, and I can take your dark despair." And it was midnight in my life, and I had never been so blue. Tears I've cried for you. Been left down here so lonesome is a pain that I can't bear. Yeah, it's midnight in my life. There's no light anywhere. It was midnight in my life. I've cried for you. Being left down here so lonesome—that's a pain that I can't bear. When it was midnight in my life, Jesus showed me He still cares. That song, yes, sir. Yeah. Dennis McKay is with us in the cab. Uh, Come on, Dennis, is, uh, get in the truck with us. Hey. <laughs> get, on, get on up here. Let's get over, Daryl. Well, hey, how's your mom and them? We're having such a good time that we want to share this great program that we have with as many people as we can. And we've asked Dennis McKay to join us each week on these great radio stations that we're on. That's right. I'll be right here with Gary and with Daryl shifting gears and drinking coffee. That's it. Yeah. Well, we, we sure appreciate these drivers letting us ride along with them in the cab. In the cab. Yeah. And we've got a brand new friend of the ministry, uh, Mike Wellman. Man, I'll tell you, this guy can sing. And his phone number is 870-565-6109. MikeWellmanMinistries.com. This is a friend of James Payne, and he's going to be doing a James Payne single. And so I wanted to play this song of Mike Wellman. He's a brand new friend of the ministry, and you're going to be hearing a lot from him on the Lonesome Road. And I can't wait to get him up here where we can meet him and record some more from Mike Wellman. Oh, it's going to be awesome, dude. It sure is. I used to be a cowboy Back in my younger days I'd saddle my old stick horse Just ride him away I'd make believe I was Jesse James And it was understood I was the meanest outlaw In my neighborhood well, I started drinking whiskey Like all the outlaws do By the time that I turned 17 I was hooked on blue 
Cause just like Jesse James, I was an outlaw on the run Till one night I saw the light, met a faster gun And Jesus tamed Jesse James He shot me right through the heart with his amazing grace He laid to rest that old man and I'll never be the same Jesus, tame this game I can still remember When I was a wanted man And how the love of Jesus Tracked me through a barren land And every night I would go to bed And knew he was getting close I could hear the voice of the Holy Ghost He'd tell me Jesus loved me But it was so hard to believe That in Jesus' name he could break the chain Set this outlaw free Cause just like Jesse James I was an outlaw on the run Till one night I saw the light Met a faster gun And Jesus tamed Jesse James He shot me right through the heart With his amazing grace He laid to rest that old man And I'll never be the same Says Jesus tamed Jesse James And Jesus tamed Jesse James he shot me right through the heart with his amazing grace. He laid to rest that old man and I'll never be the same. Since Jesus tamed Jesse James. Since Jesus tamed Jesse James. Do you know, Gary, you've touched a lot of lives. You know, you're not just a recorder, producer, truck driver. You've also stood behind some pulpits. And, and fortunately, you recorded these messages, and now we're able to share them with the radio public. Yeah, God has blessed me beyond anything I could ever dream, hope, or imagine, and he has sent me all over the country sharing my testimony. And every once in a while, he lets me preach a message. I, I was interim pastor at Samaria several months and got to preach several messages, and yeah, every once in a while we put them out on a CD and send them out to people out there on the road. So drivers, sit tight, hang on, because here's an awesome message from my good friend, Gary Rayburn. First Chronicles 4.10, and it, the scripture reads, this is a well-known scripture, I think, uh, to most people, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. God granted him what he requested. I remember uh, when I got this, first got this book here, Jabez Prayer. I was teaching a Sunday school class, and my Sunday school class bought me a book. And it just, I mean, I'd been praying and asking God to bless me, to use me. I just wanted to do more. And when I got this book, I mean, it just opened up a whole new world to me. As uh, soon as I read the first sentence in this book, the little book you're holding in is about what happens when ordinary Christians decide to reach for an extraordinary life. Which as it turns out is exactly the kind God promises. God promises us an extraordinary life if we will reach out and grab it. This is a giant prayer that will change your walk, change your life, and change your church if we apply it into our lives. I, t I done one little thing with this uh, prayer. I, I changed one word, and that's I took out Jabez and put my name in there. And I think we can all do that. 
And Gary, Gary, Terry, Jack, whoever, called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Bless me a lot, Lord. I want, I want blessings. I want all you have for me. Enlarge my territory. I was teaching a little Sunday school class, but I wanted more. I knew God had so much more for me. And I wanted what he had for me. God, I want to do more. I want to reach more people. Not just this little area right here. I want to reach people across this country, around the world. That's what the, the Great Commission is. Go out and share the gospel with whosoever. Go ye therefore and preach to whosoever. That your hand would be with me. Lord, I'm nothing without you. But if you'll keep your hand on me and guide me, lead me, direct me where you want me to go, there's nothing that can't get accomplished. And that you would keep me from evil. Lord, <laughs> oh boy, do I, do I ever need this part? Lord, you've got to watch my back and, and you've got to protect me everywhere I go. You've got to go before me. I need that shield of faith to distinguish all the fiery darts that, that Satan will throw at us. And boy, does he ever. He comes at us from every direction. But we need that full armor of God in our lives to defeat what Satan throws at us. And he will protect us if we cry out to him and ask him to be with us and to help us and to keep us from evil that I may not cause pain. Man, I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to be that kind of Christian that people look up to, that no, they don't run from when they see me coming. I've always wanted to be the person that uh, people could come to me and ask me questions that would help them. So God granted him what he requested. God has more for us than we could ever dream, hope, imagine, if we will just reach out and grab it. In Proverbs 29, 18, the Bible says, uh, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Man, I want to be happy. You want to be happy in your Christian walk? Amen. Then grab you a vision and go for it with everything that you have. God has more for each and every one of us if we will just reach out. Where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In John uh, 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. There's that word again. God doesn't want any to perish, but have everlasting life. He has so much more for each and every one of us if we will just reach out and ask and go for what he's called us to do. Uh, Helen Keller was asked one time, what would be worse than being born blind? She replied, to have sight without vision. To have sight without vision. We've got to get a vision of where God wants us to go. We've got to get a vision of what we are in Christ. I remember when God spoke to me to start a tape ministry back in uh, 1999, and then I started the first tape ministry in 2000. I had a vision of a tape ministry that would reach somebody for Christ. I thought, man, if I could just reach one person, one person, that would be worth everything. And I remember the first time I got a phone call from somebody out there on the road that had listened to that cassette tape and give their heart to the Lord, I thought, wow, this is so cool. Thank you, God. But if I could just reach one more. One more. And I've been, I've been doing this ministry ever, like that ever since, man. Every time somebody gives their heart to the Lord, I just say, God, give me one more. Just one more. It'll be worth it. When I first started my tape ministry, we'd do, I'd done 25 tapes a, a week, 100 a month. And today, we've done over 2 million. Now that's, a, that's increasing your vision as you go. 
It didn't, I didn't see that many when God first spoke it to me. But every year, I would pray and say, God, give me more. I want to do more. There's got to be more. And we can do more if we just ask Him to lead us, guide us, direct us in everything that we do. 350 years or so ago, a shipload of travelers landed on the northeast coast of America. The first year they established a town site, the next year they elected a town government. The third year, the town government planned to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. In the fourth year, the people tried to impeach their town government because they thought it was a waste of public funds to build a road five miles westward into a wilderness. Who needed to go there anyway? Here we have people who had a vision to see 3,000 miles across an ocean and overcome great hardship to get there, but in just a few years, they were not able to see five miles out of town. They had lost their pioneering vision. We don't want to lose our vision. With a clear vision, we can become in Christ whatever He's called us to do. There's no ocean of difficulty is too great. Without it, we rarely move beyond our current boundaries. God wants us to keep moving to the next level. He has levels in our life. My tape ministry started out small, but man, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And I, it, it, it's over my head. But God is in control. And I just keep trusting in Him to lead us to where He's going to take us. And that's what we all have to be in our Christian walk, is uh, over our head. Let God take over. Let God lead us. If we can do it on our own power, then it's not God doing it. But we got to trust in God to take us up to the next level of where He wants us to go. Want a bigger vision for your life? I think we all do, don't we? This book right here, I love this book. Want a bigger vision for your life? I remember reading this. I thought, man, I do. I want a bigger vision for my life. It says, uh, then sign up to be a gimper for God. I thought, what's a gimper? A gimper is someone who always does a little more than what's required or expected. I'll tell you what, if you do just a little bit more than what's required or expected of you in uh, your job, you become one of the people that people start looking up to. In your church, you become a leader of your church when you start doing just a little bit more than what people expect. How about in your home life, your family life? You can take this anywhere you want. Just do a little bit more than what people expect. Become uh, more than what you ever thought you could or you ever, anybody ever thought you would be. We have to have courage to go to the next level. It takes courage. Uh, I've got a scripture I want to read to you, a story in uh, Mark chapter 10, uh, verse 46, uh, the story about blind Bartimaeus. Man, I love this story. I thought of a, a joke about uh, these two little boys. They was at their grandma's house around Christmas time. They stayed all night with their grandma. One's about eh, four years old, and the other one's about seven. And it, they got ready for bed, and, and uh, they had to go get their pajamas on and say their prayers, Grandma told them. So they were both kneeling down at their bed and praying, and, and uh, the four-year-old just praying as loud as he could. I mean, just screaming at the top of his lungs. And it was, it was a Christmas wish list is what it was. He was praying for what he wanted for Christmas. I mean, we, yeah. And, and the big brother, he said, you don't have to pray so loud. God's not hard hearing. He says, I know, but Grandma is. <laughs> Sometimes we do have to cry out a little louder, a little more, so people can hear us. Maybe so God can hear us. There's a man in the Bible right here, blind Bartimaeus. Let's read the scripture. Now they came to Jericho, 
as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He was crying out for mercy. There were many who warned him to be quiet. There's many that will warn you to be quiet. You don't have to get all religious. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to say this or you don't have to say that. The world is always trying to bring us down to where they are. But we don't have to stay there. But he cried out all the more. <laughs> I like that. He cried out all the more. Even though they was telling him to be quiet, he cried out all the more. That's like this little boy. He was crying out all the louder. He wanted to make sure that the person he was praying to heard his prayers. And he was praying to Grandma. <laughs> and this man was praying to Jesus. And he wanted to make sure that Jesus heard him. So he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Jesus heard his cries right there. When he cried out all the more, Jesus heard him. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Man, can you imagine Jesus asking you, what would you have me do for you? What would be, Jesus asked, what would you have me to do for you right here? What do you want? What's your cries? What's your heart's cry? To reach this community? To reach this area? Maybe we just got to cry out all the louder. And say, God, I want to do more. The blind man said to him, Teacher, that I may receive my sight. He wanted to see. He wanted his sight. Teacher, give me a vision that I've never had before. We can cry out to God, ask him for that vision that we've never, ever had before. Give, him, give me a vision to reach people. I want to do more. The one thing that there's something in here when, when, uh, that I, I really like here. And uh, when uh, the, Jesus called the blind man, it says, and throwing aside his garment. He threw aside his garment. This blind man had a beggar's coat. It classified him as a beggar. When people seen his coat, they knew that he was a blind man that was begging. And that was a tool for his trade. But when Jesus called him, he threw that away because he knew he didn't need that no more. God was answering his prayers and he was going to raise him up beyond anything that he could ever dream, hope, or imagine. That's what God wants to do with each and every one of us is raise us up to levels that we're not capable of reaching. With Jesus, we can do all things through Christ. The blind man said to him, Teacher, that I may receive my sight. And then Jesus said, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. When he threw that coat away, he knew he wasn't going to need that no more. His faith made him well. We've got to have faith that God is going to hear our cries, hear our prayers, and use us to reach people that we're, we could never reach without his help. If we'll do that, our faith will make us well. Our faith will make us more than anything we've ever thought or dreamed possible. Our faith can do that. But we've got to have faith that God is going to do something right here in our lives. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. That's what we have to do. We have to receive our sight, receive a vision, and then go after it with everything that we have in our soul. We have to get a vision of where God wants us to go 
and then go. And then as we reach one vision, guess what? He'll just raise us up to the next level. It never stops. God just keeps raising us up no matter how far we go. He wants to raise up us up higher than we ever thought or dreamed possible. The courage of a vision is to say, Lord, if that's you, let me come to you walking on water. We can walk on water. Peter did, so we can too. We got to get out of the boat first. The courage of a vision is to say, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, this house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to do what he's called us to do. The courage of a vision is to say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Henry Ford had a vision one time to build an automobile. He went bankrupt five times, but then he built an automobile. And after he built that first automobile, he, he seen that and he thought, well, I can do better than that. The first one didn't have a reverse in it. They had to get out and push it backwards every time they wanted. He said, I can do better than that. So he built another automobile and put a reverse in it. And they've been building better automobiles ever since. They just keep raising up, up, up. Ford Motor Company, Henry Ford. Walt Disney went bankrupt five times. Walt Disney got fired from a Kansas City newspaper because the editor said he had no vision. Walt Disney had a vision. He ended up buying that Kansas City newspaper. That's what, that's what we can do. Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times before he ever invented a light bulb. 10,000 times. Someone asked him one time, you failed 10,000 times. Why did you keep trying? He said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways not to build a light bulb. Aren't we glad he did? He didn't, he didn't quit. We got lights in here today. Praise the Lord. There's a man by the name of Tom Monahans who uh, was raised in an orphanage with his brother. Him and his brother uh, ended up buying Dominic's Pizza in Ypsilanti, Michigan. We've got, a, we've got a CD about it. James Payne tells this story about Domino's. Uh, Tom Monahan, man, it's, it's a great CD. If you haven't heard it, it's back there. Grab it and listen to it. But Tom Monahan's had a vision to start a pizza place, him and his brother. They bought the Dominic's Pizzas for $900, I think it was. And uh, they started selling pizzas, making pizzas. And then one day, Tom and his brother, they, they, their business wasn't going well. And so his brother James, he decided he was just going to sell his half to his brother and get out. So he sold out for, uh, I think he traded him uh, an old Volkswagen car for his half of the, of the business. So Tom ended up with the business all to himself. And Tom decided uh, there's something, people aren't coming and getting pizzas here. He said, so I need a better idea. So he decided he would start delivering pizzas. And he started building his pizza place by the schools, by the army bases and places like that. And his business boomed. Tom Monahan. Domino's Pizza, one of the richest men in the world. Domino's has a network of over 5,300 locations with 115,000 employees and a sale of over $2.5 million. Tom and James, they were raised in an orphanage with nuns. What the nuns told Tom and James was, you can do anything you want if you make God your partner and put him first. And that's all we gotta do. We gotta make God first in everything that we do. Everything. Second uh, Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. We gotta put God first 
in everything. And when we do that, there's nothing that we can't do. Nothing we can't do. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. God wants to load us down with blessings that we can't even contain. He is the God of our salvation. When people stop dreaming, people start dying. When churches stop dreaming, churches start dying. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Me and Linda, we used to go to Orchardville Church. We started going to Orchardville Church in 2002. When we started there, there was a small church. But before we started there, it was even smaller. Mark Shell came to Orchardville in 1988 to preach in a basement church. All they had was a little basement with uh, 12 people there, I think, in this little bitty church. When Mark Shell became the pastor there, the first service, there were 16. In a 1,200-square-foot church that, with a basement and no bathrooms. Mark Shell said, uh, this is 1988. We've been to the moon and back. Surely we can have restrooms. <laughs> so they built restrooms. And somebody asked Mark one time, why would you want to go preach in Orchardville, a town of 72 people, in a basement church? What was you thinking? Mark said, I never saw a basement church when I went there. I seen a big church sitting on top of that basement wasn't long, they built a new sanctuary on top of that basement. And they started growing. And then they built classrooms out to the north of that. They outgrew them. So they built a bigger sanctuary out to the south. Sanctuary that seated 300 people. And that's where me and Linda came in. They just finished that sanctuary when we got there. And we got plugged into that church, and, and that's where our tape ministry really took off. We started making cassette tapes there, and it just kept growing and growing, and the church kept growing. And it wasn't long. They needed a bigger sanctuary. So they built to the east this time and built a sanctuary that seated 800 people. This is a man with a vision. He never seen a little small church. He's seen a huge church that he was going to pastor. This last sanctuary they built was 800 people. They seated 800 people. And then they turned the other sanctuary into a children's church. And their other sanctuary into a teen church. And it was just amazing what happened right there in this little bitty town of 72 people. One man with a vision. We got to get a vision of what God wants for us. If we do that, there's nothing, nothing too hard for God. The only thing that stops God from doing anything is us. It's us. If we think, well, we can't do that. That was my thinking when I, God spoke to me to start a tape ministry. I can't do that. I, I wouldn't know where to begin. How could I start a tape ministry? Man, I don't know nothing. And then one day I figured it out. It's not what I know. It's who I know. With God, all things are possible. When you surrender and say, here am I, Lord. Use me. Just whatever. Whatever you want me to do, I'm available. When we do that, God can do the amazing. Amazing things to happen. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? 
I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. God wants to do a new thing for us in our lives that will boggle not only our minds, but people's other minds. I've had, I've had people come to me and say, I don't know how you do what you do. I said, well, I don't either. <laughs> it just blows them away that God could use a dummy like me. But when we put God first, there's nothing impossible for God. We've got to increase our vision every day and let Him raise us up to levels that will boggle our minds and everybody else around. God wants to do more. He has something big for us if we will just reach out, get out of the boat, and say, Here am I, Lord. Use me. Let me close with this right here. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. So, what do we got to do? We got to ask. We got to pray. We got to believe God's going to do the impossible for us in our lives so that we can what? Reach, reach, reach. If we'll keep our ministry, our church, our lives about others, helping others. When we help others, it blesses us more than it does them, really. It does. You go to any hospital, and you, and you, you dread going in there. I do. I'm, I'll just admit it. <laughs> yeah. And you go in there and pray for somebody. And when you leave there, you feel, you feel like they, they blessed you. So many times, it's a blessing for us just to go in and pray for somebody. And we dread it so much. Because why? Because God's getting ready to bless us if we'll just do what He says to do. We serve a big God. A big God. A God that wants to bless us in a big way. A big way. If he wants to do more for us than, than we could ever think, dream, or imagine. If God were to show you all that He has for you, it would boggle your minds. It did me. When God showed me a, a tape ministry, I thought, no way. That, it boggled my mind. How could I? How could I possibly do that? I couldn't. But God can. He can work through us. He can work through us. We need to pray with childlike faith and expect to receive. <laughs> I recently heard a sermon uh, about uh, this little girl in, down in Texas. Uh, a little seven-year-old girl by the name of Jamie. She lived on a big cattle ranch. Her dad had cattle. And Jamie got it in her mind that she wanted to have one of the calves for a pet. And she went to her daddy. and said, Daddy, I'd like to have one of the newborn cows for a pet. And, of course, Daddy said, no, they're not for pets. That's how we make our living, raising cows. You can't have one. But Jamie didn't give up. She just kept praying, asking her Daddy, I want a calf for a pet. And she wouldn't quit. And so finally, her dad said, okay, Jamie, I'll make you a deal. If, if one of them is born all black, then that'll be your pet because he never had all black cows. And so Jamie started praying and praying and praying and believing that God was going to answer her prayer. And then one day, an all black calf was born. Not only was it all black, it had one little white patch right on its head, and it was formed in a J. Just like God had stamped a J right on that calf, saying, this calf belongs to Jamie. And when her, when her daddy seen that calf, he said, this one, this calf is yours. This is your pet. And she got what she asked for. So many times, we give up too quick. We pray, we don't see no results, and we think, well, God must not be in it. God wants to bless us. He really does. He, wants, he has more, more than we could ever dream, hope, or imagine. 
If he was to show us the doors that he wants to open for us, we would be amazed and excited what God's going to do right here in our lives. Lord, Lord, I hear you call. I hear your knock at my door. Come on in and ease my pain. I've never felt hurt like this before. The darkness has covered me from inside. My shame no longer can I ignore. Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, come be my friend. Please, Lord, forgive me. Wash away my sins. I surrender my life is yours. Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, hear my song. I pray, Lord, keep me strong. I know now I was wrong. In my heart, that's where you belong. The darkness has covered me from inside. My shame no longer can I ignore. Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, come be my friend. Please, Lord, forgive me. Wash away my sins. I surrender my life is yours. Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, come be my friend. Please, Lord, forgive me. Wash away my sins. I surrender my life is yours Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord I just love the Word of God I love reading the scripture and I love it when the scripture jumps out at you and God really speaks to you as you read the scriptures. And that's exactly what happened to me one day, many years ago, back when I was still a driver, I was on my way up to uh, Galena, Illinois, and I looked over at my Bible and it was open, and I seen this scripture right here that said, how great are his signs and how mighty is his wonders. And it just looked like it jumped up off the page and God just started giving me words to write down. And I started writing this song. And it's called, How Great Are His Signs. His voice is so powerful. So full of majesty. His voice is so powerful, so full of majesty. How great are His signs, His mighty voice thunders. How great are His signs, how mighty are His wonders. How great are His signs, He's shown to me. up my eyes. Lord, I hear your voice. 
my whole heart cries Your Holy Spirit power flows into me Your signs and wonders I pray all will see His voice is so powerful So full of majesty is so powerful, so full of majesty. How great are His signs, His mighty voice thunders. How great are His signs, how mighty are His wonders. How great are His signs, He shone to me. I surrender, Lord, I surrender my life I give you my heart, you pay for my soul I feel your presence, Jesus make me whole His voice is so powerful So full of majesty so powerful, so full of majesty. How great are His signs, His mighty voice thunders. How great are His signs, how mighty are His wonders. How great are His signs, He's shown to I am healed by your Holy Spirit promise I have been sealed His voice is so powerful So full of majesty His voice is so powerful So full of majesty voice thunders how great are his signs how mighty are his wonders how great are his signs he's shown to me your spirit fell down from above and gave me the sign of my life that's the sign time to get serious with God. It's not just your soul that is affected by the decision you're making today. If you have children at home, if you have a spouse at home, if you have friends that are looking to you for some type of leadership, because you could take them wherever you go. And don't you want to take them to meet Jesus? As human beings, when things don't go as we hope to plan, we usually respond in two ways. We either freeze and do nothing, or we go into fight-and-flight mode. Now, I've been guilty of that one a lot. When we start trying to do everything we can think of to fix the situation, it's okay if we don't have all the answers, and it's okay if we don't have it all figured out. We just need to take that next step. Maybe the next step for you is deciding that you're going to place your faith and trust in God because you never have considered that as an option. If so, then that best place to start is right now 
and take that great next step. So what is your next step for today? All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. If you want to give us a call, we would love to hear from you. My phone number is 618-383-2107, or you can call Chaplain Dennis McKay. 662-889-2829. Or you can give Chaplain Daryl Spicer a call. 615-663-3199. Daryl, we ought to have another song by... The McKay Project. Awesome. Let's do it. Here we go. recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And uh, that's the first song that we've done on, it is. on uh, Lonesome Road Volume, Volume one. 1. That was the very first one. Yeah. Here is Dennis McKay singing At the Foot of the Tree. At the crossroads of life 
Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Road, and I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Rolling down that Easter Seaboard I got my diesel turned up And she running like never before Well, there's a speed zone ahead, all right But I don't see a cop in sight Six days on the road And I'm gonna make it on tonight I got me ten forward gears And a Georgia overdrive no pills cause my eyes are open wide I just passed the Volvo and a white I've been passing everything inside 
Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it on tonight I'll take it home Look out, Mama, here I come. 